Geek Shock. Geek Shock. Carry on my wayward son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry no more. That there's more Hawaiian food in this town than there is in any island. In Hawaii? Yeah. yeah. Ninth Island has more Hawaiian places. Probably true. Welcome, folks, to Geek Shack number 231. I am Master Torgo. The famous Paul. 80s Jeff. Uh, I guess I'll be fact-checked, Andy. <laughs> what else would you be? Uh, yeah. this, you know, an idiot. You have yeah. the right to change your identity anytime no, you I, please. I kind of like fact-checking. All right. It's, it's, you know, no. I'm just saying as a human being. I got you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so before uh, this opens up, oh, uh, uh, that's some ominous words. Yeah, not really. <laughs> uh, Commander K and I went to have uh, lunch yesterday. We uh, went downtown. Oh. Came across this new uh, toy store. It's only been open like eight months. Rogue Toys. Have you been there? I haven't been, but I've heard about it. I have the card. Yeah, it is a good place. Yeah, Where is it? Uh, it is almost across the street from the Pawn Stars guy on guys on Las Vegas Boulevard. Okay. Okay. They, they've they've created a like pawn shop mecca there of varying degrees, mm-hmm. but it's nice shops that open a lot up of there. Traffic. Uh, this guy named Steve runs it, and uh, I have that card. It's got He Man on it and a GI Joe. Yeah, and he's he's got his. It's nice. It's not a huge shop, but what he has counts. Um, in fact, uh, I would take that over the Toy Shack on well Fremont I've heard Street. The prices are much better. They are much better. I'm, Steve. Toy Shack will gouge Toy you in the face. Toy Shack's a little rapey. Mother yeah. truck oh, in it's a, for the tourists. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, but they, well, they don't still. have locals discounts, so no, they don't. No. But uh, but Steve's got a great selection. I mean, he even had some masks, mask figures, and cars in the box. I mean, I've so, got ninety percent of that series yeah, it's, back home in the box. <laughs> uh, and I didn't know there was a Joss Whedon Hero Click, but that exists. Wow. Um, lots of Star Wars toys. I want to huh. know what the stats are on the Joss Whedon Hero Click. Uh, the card's there. You can okay. see it yourself. I'd show Commander K for him to believe it. I, I was actually at the, the Toy Shack last week. I was there Friday. And they had your uh, your Shogun Warriors, your Manzinga, Mandingo, whatever the hell they were. Mandinga! <laughs> Giant Mazinger, Transor Z! Oh, my God. Great Mazinger. All right. And what was he going for? I'm going to guess. $450. I did, not, I did not check the price uh, on anything. I did see the price on that. That sounds about right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But uh, Stupid. Yeah. But I was talking to Steve over at Rogue Toys. Uh, he's going to have uh, like a double booth over at the Las Vegas Comic Con in what, June, July. Great. Um, but he did say that uh, Pop Man, uh, M-A-H-N, the uh, artist for the new... Pop Mahan. That's it. Mahan. That's it. Pat Mahan is uh, the artist for what uh, the new He-Man Master of yes. the Universe comic book. Mm-hmm. He's going to be at his booth at mm-hmm. Comic-Con mm-hmm. signing. And then afterwards at the his store, one? that's the one. Okay. Uh, uh, well, the one that's whatever, June, July. I don't know. Okay. Um, well, I mean, because there's, there's a bunch of them coming up, yeah, but Amazing right. is, I think, the I one that's ma- in June. Okay. So Las Amazing Vegas. Las Vegas Comic-Con? Sure. Okay. I don't know the names anymore. All right. But afterwards, I think on the first night of it, after the con closes at seven, at seven thirty, uh, the toy hunter is going to be in his store. Oh, fun! Yeah, so, so, but go over to Rogue Toys. What do I have the address right here? What is that? Six one six Las Vegas Boulevard. Cool. Yeah, check them out. Definitely. And they like every Tuesday they have a uh, a trading day, so you can come in and trade toys with people. Mm. 
And the only thing he does, he asks is that you don't do like a financial thing. Don't buy the, buy the toys, but you can do like a trade out. One thing he does have for in a store, which I thought was kind of a cool idea, is that you can buy a toy in the store to trade with somebody for their toy. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then you get like a discount to buy that toy as a facilitation. So that happens Tuesday nights. Cool. That's this intriguing. Place. So yeah. Really great guy. If I Check traded away my toys, <laughs> I keep pretty much everything. Yeah. There's I got a shredder in my backpack that I'm getting rid of at some point. Yeah. I'm just I'm just kinda carrying him around for shits and giggles just <laughs> in case the opportunity presents yeah, itself. I, so I upgraded. It takes you to beat it up in your backpack, yeah. it's no value anymore. I upgraded well, it's a five dollar figure, an eight dollar figure. I upgraded already to the second version of Shredder. It's like stacks above the last one. It's so good. Well, at least it's first not Krang. Well, I love a good Krang, man. The Krang that they have right now are these weird, just uh, Terminator-looking guys with Krangs in their bellies. They're like a bunch of them. There's a bunch of brain yeah. beasts. Yeah, I want that android body thing. I want that crazy-looking fucking thing. I was so disappointed in the original like line of toys when they finally came out with the Krang figure. And it's the just little one. the little clear box mm-hmm. with the weird funky robot arms and legs. Yep. Whereas on the, the cartoon, they had this big android with the... They came out with the android did they, did, one in did that. Did they finally? And then they came out with a full 20-inch one. What? Yes, a giant version of that. And that goes for crazy loot. I never saw that. Yep. That's weird. Mm-hmm. You can look it up on the old eBay. <laughs> I'll, have to, yeah, I'll have to look at that. But they, yeah. I got a Facebook message today that there's a new game shop opening in town. Five minutes away from Little Shop of Magic. Oh, really? Yeah. Where? Back to my woods. Uh, actually, the other direction. It's um, heading back toward the strip. Yeah, heading south, and it's, it's probably near your. Still uh, on Flamingo. It's probably near your soul food place. <laughs> <laughs> it is actually in that neck of the woods. From what we were describing. That's great, though. More game uh, shops. It's open up to April fifth, I think. I would love one. Now, near game eight. shop. You didn't mean video game store. Imperial game Games. Store. Well, the, the, display, the picture they had on the Facebook thing was a giant display of dice. Tabletoppy. Sounds like it. What gig you things to do this week, gentlemen? I have been playing a lot of uh, infamous Second Son. As when have I. Get the I. What are your thoughts? Uh, I love it. I You know, it's very similar but different to the original first two. Now, similar but different in a good way, bad way? Yes, good way, okay. in a good way. It's it's similar, and the controls are... Uh, the, the control and the gameplay are enough like the original, but improved, taking advantage of the uh, the touchpad on the PS4 in some instances. Um, although, when you're first starting off, you have to really pay attention to the little icons that pop up for the touchpad, because some of them are it's a swiping motion, and it's in a specific direction, say, uh, right to left, mm-hmm. um, or in some cases, left to right, or up. So you have to swipe up and hold. Uh, other than that, you know, getting getting used to that was was still fairly uh, fairly quick. So is this a tablet game or is this an Xbox it's game? It's for the PS4. Okay. It's 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 one of the first quote unquote next gen games for the PS4. This is supposed to be their their flagship game now. This is the one that they're pointing to saying, this is what this thing can do. I watched 30 seconds of it on a Twitch stream, and I was like, okay, so Saints Row the third. Uh, yeah, but they've been doing it longer than Saints Row has, as far as the superhero-y stuff. All right, but Saints Row the third, 
Uh, uh, Saints, no, Saints Row the Third was uh, uh, the all that flight stuff. They they did that on the first one way before part. In the first, second son, or the first Infamous. Yeah, yeah. I just hated Infamous so much. You just hated that one character. You hated the one character, and you wrote the whole game off without even really playing it at all. I sure did. Very much so. It's I a good game, go back. No, and it gets sure it's and it's uh, gotten better with each generation. And the, yeah, good. this one is really, I'm really glad good. It's good. I, I, you know, more good games. Graphics are nice and crisp, smooth too. I mean, I, I've maybe once run into a situation where the frame rate started dropping, but there was just so much going on. I mean, I, I literally had like twenty of these uh, villains that were rushing me, plus about another 20 or 30 civilians that were in the area and cars that were moving and a monorail going through. I mean, it just, I mean, there was so much movement going on and me throwing, you know, grenades and, and shooting uh, smoke projectiles at, at things. It was just getting crazy. It was getting out of control. But like I said, that's only the one time that's ever happened. But yeah, I love the, as, as time goes on, the open world uh, sandboxy games, are becoming more and more my bread and butter uh, versus other games I'm starting to have less and less attraction to, like the uh, the action brawler kind of thing, yeah. uh, the Castlevania-style stuff, the new Castlevania, not the old one. I'm starting to really uh, lose interest in that style of game. Devil May Cry is the... Things like that. Yeah. And you also um, went like a whole two weeks without playing Minecraft. What's up with that? Uh, that changed today. I went back to it. And I was going to say, I saw you post something Minecraft. Today. Yeah, I, in fact, I yeah I posted a screenshot on Facebook before I stopped. Just needed a break, right? <laughs> What's that? Just needed a little break. Nope, just too busy. Here's what it came down to. Because yeah, I, I really want to get back to it. Actually, it was Second Son. Second Son was keeping me away from All Minecraft. Right. I'm about 75% through the game now. Wow. So, uh, yeah, I think I'm... 30. <laughs> so, I, and the storyline of this one I like better than any one they've done prior to. The characters, I thought I'd really not like the first, ki- this lead character. Whenever I saw pictures of him with the beanie and so on, yeah. it just seemed like a real douche. Well, I mean, and it doesn't, it, it starts off making you almost not want to like him because yeah. he's a, I mean, I'm not spoiling anything there. He's, he's a freaking, he's a tagger. Slacker, tagger. He's going around doing his, you know, uh, graffiti art, you know. But the story gets interesting really yeah, quick. It's really it, quick. It quickly set, tells you these are the good guys, these are the bad guys. Is this graffiti this, art good? Is it, it's, yeah. yeah, it's that really. Uh, it's that, that multi layered where you stencil and you stencil, uh, uh, you layer colors of over other colors to give it depth. And um, in fact, this game is a really good primer on how to properly tag something. Mm. Yeah. So it's, it's, well, it's it's graffiti art as opposed to tagging, which is just yeah, scrawling your name exactly, up there as quickly yeah, as possible. If you do any kind of airbrushing, you know that stenciling is a huge part of it. And this is the first time I've ever seen it used. Yeah, in a in a game or otherwise, aside yep. from actual you know airbrushing. Nice. So and there's a little mini game that you do various art throughout the uh, city. Oh, that's fun. So that it is fun. So is it is it urban and base I was I was thinking it was it's superhero. Seattle. Yeah, I was they, thinking it was a sur- uh, superhero thing. From they cre- recreated Seattle. But is it a... Is, they is, licensed Seattle. Is the story a superhero thing or is the story a... Yes. Mar- okay, it is. Yeah, okay. it is. Yeah, Infamous is a superhero series, basically. Okay. And In fact, if, it, when you're reading the credits, they actually have the license to use the Space Needle in Seattle. Nice. And it actually says, you know, Space Needle is a registered trademark of, uh, I think it's Space Needle LLC or whatever. 
And they've got the actual company in there if you're when the loading screen comes up and you're watching the credits. So, nice. Yeah. And yeah, damn, it looks good. In fact, I was even noticing just on the like loading screen, mm-hmm. it has that little thing in the corner where it tells you that it's loading, something moving, turning around, spinning. This one is like really fine particles spinning outward and just really, really gorgeous on a high definition television. It's the first time I've ever been drawn to something like that in a long time. And it's on the goddamn loading screen. Yep. So, have you ever really looked at the Mac uh, spinning ball? I don't know what a Mac spinning ball yeah, the, is. Yeah, the little thing that spins on a Macintosh when you're when it's thinking. Nope. I I can't remember the last time the I've used a Macintosh. Ball one? Yeah, the beach ball one. Okay. It yeah, doesn't no. really spin. The okay. color the colors stay the same and the gray overlay spins. And I just realized that one day after thinking the beach ball was spinning for years. <laughs> and I'm like, it's not really spinning. You lied to me. So I went to the uh, Area 51 exhibit at the Atomic Testing Museum. I, I went to that a few months ago. What were your thoughts, sir? Um, my thoughts is given two or three weeks and a little bit of paint and uh, some internet access. I could have done it. Uh, <laughs> 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 now, the Atomic Testing Museum itself is a really first-class oh, yeah. museum. It really will. It, it really is nicely balanced. It's real a real... Make you think thing, but the the fifty one exhibit was just an embarrassment. It's well, it the problem is it it sets itself up for something that doesn't pay off in the beginning. Yeah. They they lead you into this room where it's a real dark, shadowy desk, and then you're it's video told that you you're going to like been a while, so it's like. Uh, you're going to see, gonna see secrets. And, you know, don't tell anybody what you've seen. Oh, we've done it. Right. And then you open the door behind you. It's a long, dark corridor, very atmospheric. Almost feels like a haunted house. And you turn around the corner, and then the shadows are coming up on this TV screen. That's really creepy. And then you turn the corner, and then there are quote-unquote artifacts of various right. siding locales. Pieces of fragments of metal from Roswell. And it's like, if they're real fragments of metal, wouldn't they be under a nice case and safe instead of hot glued to the wall yeah <laughs> you, you need to go in there with a, with a some little uh super glue and a dildo <laughs> and just and covered from the site antenna huh antenna yeah antenna <laughs> wiener antenna i bet if you did that well enough it would stay up there oh for i'm sure i know yeah. i know that's what i'm saying or you could just say that it's the anal prober from the south park stick of truth a, melt, a metal one and just go let's go recovered from crash site yeah and put and, it and, and also glue a pube on it and it doesn't take the alien stuff really that seriously that's it's probably a, it's a third of the museum and like here's the stories and the so on and and this is the the SETI printout of the thing we don't know what it was. And so is wow it in the moment? actual museum part, or it's is it in that that little, thing that's just outside? It's the little annex that sometimes has art galleries. Oh, okay, stuff, but they've yeah, had the same the exhibit. They've held it over twice, and it's like really. And then the the meat and bread of the whole thing is the experimental aircraft. Oh, okay. Uh, and then it Which, goes into all those pieces. What's where the really because the it's real. Is. We know, yeah. yeah, they're actual models of the real aircraft that they tested area for do one. So. so, so basically, they're saying all these things that you thought are most of these are experimental aircrafts. Here's some of the ones that we've done over the years. And then at the end, are there really aliens? No, I got not really. I got one serious laugh out of it, but it was only a laugh from me. <laughs> When I walked by the alien autopsy, 
there's a photo of the surgeon getting ready to operate on it. And it's, you know, Dr. Lonnie Hammergren, former <laughs> lieutenant governor. <laughs> That's pretty good. And mega collector. Yeah, he has a house full of, he has three houses full of weird crap stacked to the ceiling that he's Are they stapled on... together and made bridge. He's actually attached them together. They're more or less okay, attached they... together with bridges and tunnels. But uh, actually then, because I drove really... I drove by it one time, and it's it's a long property, and it looked like it was like three separate properties that were just strung together. That's exactly so, it's three houses, okay. and, and actually one house is actually more or less separate, although it is, as you're walking through it, it feels like it's the same thing, but when you cross into the furthest north house, that's the one that's relatively normal, because that's where his wife lives and won't let him do get crazy with it. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the haunted we one. all have that on some scale. Right. It's the haunted one. Ooh. <laughs> Let's see where Paul gets the ghost one... of my wife. Say, Paul... Wait, it's my actual <laughs> wife. Ah, Still haunted. Even scarier. <laughs> you, you should definitely. When you usually opens that for Nevada Day, and you should I, go out for it every year. I've caught that too late. It's like, oh, these are the days that it it was. You know, I was like, oh, I missed that. It is pretty amazing. I find out I've, about it too late. I've probably been there a dozen times now, and I every time I see something I had never seen, but I had no idea it was in there. I mean, oh, he's yeah. got a iron lung in his uh, wine cellar that he'd never turned into a wine cellar and decided this is his tomb. He's going to get buried there. He's got a <laughs> Batmobile in the garage. Nice. He's got a which Batmobile? Uh, one of the one of the sixty one. Yeah. He's got a. Um, the question was, what's the what, which Batmobile? Oh, folks? I don't know. I don't. I, I know there's a bunch of them, but it's, it's one of those. It's got the bright. It's got fluorescent orange on it. Okay. I know that. Um, it's got a full size dinosaur skeleton in there. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's got Liberace's staircase, cosmonaut uh, costume. I mean, cosmonaut um, uniforms. He's got a full observatory, a model of Stonehenge on the roof. Uh, Wasn't there like a space shuttle prop or something stuck on a, a, there a ceiling is, somewhere? I remember um, seeing that from the road driving by, and I was yeah, like, what the? He, he, it's, I'm not even sure what he got that. It's pieces, sort of. A lot of what he does is nail stuff together. He's a really, he's a serious eccentric. I mean, like, he buys, he collects stuff, but he has no um, no concern over what he does with it once he owns it. Okay. So like he bought He's not preserving. He's right, he bought, accumulating. He, he bought uh Red Fox's truck, the Sanford and Son truck, mm-hmm. and repainted it to say Hammergren and Sons. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's a little crazy. Yeah. Why don't you you buy you buy a truck that looks like that. Yeah. And paint it. <laughs> but if, if you buy the you, truck you, you can walk up on it when you're touring. You can walk up on his roof and go through that that shuttle. No. And it's just made of pieces of other things sort of stuck together. So it looks like a shuttle. I mean, there's a... I see. Yeah. Because <laughs> I know uh, Darren uh, of TrekCast has been on the show before. Uh, back when the uh, the warehouse that a lot of the stuff from Star Trek The Experience went to. And uh, a lot of it just literally got trashed. Like it was right. put on a giant trash pile. Uh, one of the last days that, that they were in the warehouse cleaning and stuff out, uh, he showed up. And just like bought a ton of like scrap and stuff, yep. and Darren ended up um, helping take that to his house and taking stuff into there. And he was just like amazed at all the stuff. That and he's just there. building other stuff out of that Star Trek stuff. He's uh, oh yeah. Uh, I know there are two or three rows of the seats from the ride just sitting in his backyard. Yep, that was one of the things he bought. The sun. Yep. 
I was I was at his place one time, and he has a full airplane on his roof, but it's like served between two of the roofs. And we went out there because he wanted to get something, and the thing started moving. I'm like, oh, this is going to be an interesting death. <laughs> Dying in an airplane in somebody's backyard. Any other geeky things you want to get off your chest, gents? That is a no. It is time for news you don't give a shit about. Are you having a sugar loaf? The little mute over there. Paul. No, you're not sugar. He is his mouth full of gummy lifesavers right now. I can hear every chew. Oh, okay. Jim. She's truly, it's truly outrageous. outrageous. And she's getting her own movie. I heard about this. Jam and the Holograms being directed by John M. Chu, who made the G.I. Joe uh, retaliation film. He was attached to He-Man for a while. Yes, he was, so he quit for this. In addition to uh, Chu directing, the film will be produced by Jason Bloom of Bloomhouse Productions. Uh, this is the Jason Bloom who produces horror movies like Insidious and Paranormal Activity. Yep. Uh, the weird part uh, is they're asking fans of the original animated series to help them make the new gem movie. Uh, they, don't want eh? your, they don't want your money. They want your ideas. Basically, they want fans to make videos where they talk about what they love about Gem, costumes they want to see, storylines they think they should that should be told, and most importantly, who should play the lead. You make a video, you post it with the hashtag Gem the Movie, and you get well nothing really. We got to send them uh, our clip that uh, Doug did for us at the GemCon. Now you think that would be good because we had Christy Marks, the creator interviewing about that but she's not in the loop uh yeah uh she uh she's the one that created the series based on she the toy written, line for hasbro she has written so many half of the 65 episodes dude not only that she wrote a bunch of other cartoons like <laughs> bless you Gesundheit. Oh. the week shall Gesundheit be destroyed again pardon me allergies innocent self suffer um, big time she is all over like i'm watching old gi joe and transformers she's all over those series too Yep. She's in every other fucking episode. It's crazy. You know you know about the camel, right? The horse made by a committee? That's what I'm seeing here. Uh, well, it could happen. It's not going to be good. No. Christy Marks is not involved in development. Uh, in fact, she wrote on her Facebook, quote, no inkling that this movie is being developed or had reached this stage until a couple of days ago. Boo. I don't think I can hide that I'm deeply unhappy about being shut out of the project. Uh that no one in the entertainment arm of Hasbro wanted to talk to me, uh, have me write for it, or at least consult for it. I, I wouldn't be human if that failed to bother me. Uh, Marx is also concerned so far of the creative team assembled for the movie is entirely made up of men, something that doesn't seem very gem-like. Uh, quote, my other unhappy observations, I see no male producers, a male director, and a male writer. Where's the female voice? Where's the female perspective? Where are the women? Marx ended her post by both expressing her understanding that at the end of the day, Jem belongs to Hasbro. They can do what they want with the franchise with or without her input. The really bad part is Ben Affleck is being, playing Jem. He could pull it off. <laughs> He'd have to if he's going to be Jem. Yeah. I tell you what. Oh, yikes. <laughs> What's up, Slurps? What do you got? For I'll tell me? you what. Slurps. Oh, my God. That reminds me. I'm listening to Jack Handy's new book, The Stench of Honolulu. <laughs> On audio disc. Uh -huh. That motherfucker is so funny. Just listen to his fucking book. The Stench of Honolulu. All it right. gets all the all the future points. I haven't heard Jack Handy in a while. Oh my god, The Stench of Honolulu. I bought every one of his Deep Thoughts books. Mm -hmm. I, I think there were three, four, something like that. It's a lot. He's got little some bits Some that of, never made it to he's SNL. Got, yeah, he's got some bits of Deep Thought stuff sprinkled in this thing. God damn, it's funny. It's fucking hilarious. Anyway... Right. 
if they get the Misfits cast right and they make it a real good fighty thing, mm-hmm. and if they get one good song, yeah, that show will be fine. Well, I don't know. Fine, it won't be, another, be a step in the right direction. It won't be another Josie and the Pussycats. I was going to say, that's got to be a friggin' albatross around the producer's neck on... And I'm sure everyone who's trying to get money from me is saying, Josie and the Pussycats, Josie and the Pussycats. Mm-hmm. And uh, this whole Jim the movie hashtag thing could just be them trying to drum up Jim fan excitement. Uh, not really where they... They probably have an idea in mind script-wise. Man, and if they the don't, show, that's really... There's plenty. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a dark, sad story. Rich girl's dad dies, leaves her a supercomputer to be her new mom... That's her only connection to her father. And she runs an orphanage. It's fucking dark. The whole thing's fucking dark. I've never really watched it before. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. Oh, seriously? You need to watch yeah, it. I, I usually turned it when it started. No, it's yeah, good. Me too. It's good. It's dark. You know, she and she, you know, she has Wi-Fi connection with her earring. She's able to be in touch with Synergy, the name of the computer that takes over everything. It's basically her father and her mother now. And uh you know, Gem and the holograms. She is literally powered by holograms. Holographic technology turns her into Gem, and by day she That's is her just, costume is hologram. she is just Jerrica Benton, uh, normal billionaire girl uh, about <laughs> town. Like, like Batman. <clears throat> yeah, it is. It is. It's a Batman thing, but I mean, Batman's not the With a different Zorro. Yeah, Zorro. I know Zorro it's all is the, the first. Same, right? Huh? It's like a He-Man thing though, where where she looks exactly the same except she's got a funny costume on. Not really. She's got a Ziggy Stardust stripe, you know, on her face. Her hair is pink, changes color. She's got full different out- outfits. Hey, I mean, a little bit. She, you can tell, I guess, if you really looked. But they don't check. Usually, I can't wait for the inevitable. Rico. Rico never really looks. Yeah, it's uh, it's Rico. Rico's her boyfriend. When I was growing up, it was Transformers, GI Joe. And then there was something else, and then Jim. Jason the Wheeled Warriors. I, I might have been. No, I, I remember watching Transformers, G.I. Joe, and then I. Great Messenger. I was allowed to watch Friends those two. Transformers. Then it was homework time. <laughs> Homo time? <laughs> homework time. Oh. Oh, that's the shortened version. Yeah. And uh, it was. I'm Homo like, I'm okay time. with that. What I want to watch, I've already watched. To suck my ball or get my wiener in your butt. I've never seen an episode, but the the theme song is burned into my head. <laughs> the gem is outrageous. Yes. That is true. That is a strong. Go ahead and sing it. Because like it was in every commercial for the figures. Truly outrageous. Truly, truly, truly outrageous. But I don't know if I know. But that, that may be as far as I got. That's I it. You know why? Because that's was that's what was in the commercials for the toys. That's it starts yeah, off with Jim. Jim is excitement. Ooh, Jim. Jim is adventure. Ooh. So you don't know this Fashion part. and glitter. Fa- so or, or glamour and glitter. Okay. Fashion and fame. Jim. Jim is truly outrageous. Truly, truly, truly outrageous. Which was in the commercials. Oh, Jim. Jim. The music contagious. Outrageous. Jim is my name. No one else is the same. Jim is my name. But we're the misfits. We're good. Our songs are better. We are the misfits. The misfits. And we're going to get her. Jam, jam, the muse is contagious, outrageous. Jam is my name, no one else is the same. Vagina. <laughs> I think we found our writer. <laughs> sure. We found our Before. Hitler. You could, oh, you, uh, could, you could find a worse writer for sure. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what. Um, probably have. So my wife dressed up like Jem for Halloween. He has pictures of her as a little girl dressed up See, like Jem awesome. for Halloween. So yeah, as a child. Good. 
Yeah. Okay, not recently. Not recently. This hey, wasn't yours. But your, she might do it recently. It's big enough to have its own gem con. The I'll tell you a sad story from my childhood about Jim. Uh, okay. There was this girl at our who transferred to our school when I was in like fourth grade, and she was manic, depressive, crazy, and she uh, she had actually lost her father. Or he was divorced or something. I don't know. He died. I don't know. But she really hardcore identified with Jim and the whole situation. And many days she would run off into a corner and talk into her earring, to pre- pretending she was talking to her dad on Mars. It was fucking weird. And then she sang a gem song for the talent contest and some of the mean boys laughed at her. Yeah, it was really sad. That's what mean boys do. <laughs> it wasn't me. I didn't laugh at her because yeah, I wanted understood. to be that gem too. Yeah. You're you busy talking to your own her. earrings. I could have befriended her if she wasn't batshit crazy. She was batshit crazy. I had one of those too as a, a dude named David that right. had it would go off to his own and talk to his Spider-Man watch. Yeah. You feel yeah. bad for him, but then you're like, I can't come with you. Yeah. I, I tried to be his sorry, friend, but, right. the, the, yeah, but then I they can't. lash out in some strange way. And Yeah, yeah. I cannot come with you. I am sorry. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, that, my story has a worse ending, and I'm not even going to bring it up. All right. Mm. News you don't give a shit about. This just over the wire. The balls in my mouth. Attention. Balls. Balls Back at 11. Speaking of your, your 40s speak, I actually went and saw the Apple Sisters Friday. How was it Damn good. Yeah, I missed it. Uh, what's the one with the dark hair? The um... Oh, come Rebecca? on. Rebecca? Sarah? Jenny Apple? Which one? Oh, Jenny Apple. Was there? No. CD uh, Cora. Cora. Must be Cora. Yes. She. They did a thing where they're doing a showgirl buffet where they're doing a fake commercial in the middle of it. And they came out with... One of them came out with fried eggs on a bra and... She came out with pancakes on her head and poured maple syrup over her head, which I assumed was had to be the end of the show. But no, she nope. did it for 20 more minutes, and this maple syrup poured and dripped into one of her eyes. Oh, And she vamped brilliantly for about five minutes trying to get maple syrup out of her eye on stage. It was, it was right. a very brave wow. thing to do. I was very impressed. Yeah, man, they're hardcore. Those girls are awesome. Those girls are awesome. I admire the hell out of them, and I'm very sad that I couldn't make it to the show on Friday night. I wanted to go. Actually, uh, Luddite was there. Yeah, very impressive. Uh, what is not impressive is The Grudge is getting a reboot. Yeah. Courtesy of scriptwriter Jeff uh, Bruhler, who did Midnight Meat Train, which is an okay picture. Ghost House Pictures and Good Universe Studios teamed up to bring the series back to life. Uh, first film cost $10 million, made $187 million worldwide. The original, based on the Japanese thriller Juon, was directed by Takeshi Shimatsu and starred Sarah Michelle did, did and yeah, and starred Sarah Michelle Geller as she tried to survive a super freaky haunted house and drive people into an uncontrollable rage. Uh, despite the fact that it's already spawned two mediocre sequels, uh, the last of which came out just five years ago, diminishing box office returns make it pretty obvious that it lost its buzz that buoyed the original. Of course, there's the original Juon. So the grudge Japanese. is different from the ring. The, the, the grudge yes. is the one with the shitty little boy. Yes. The ring is the one with the creepy little girl. Yes. And what's interesting is that Ghost House product, uh, Pictures is Sam Raimi's production company. So he's the one that produced the first round. So it's not yeah. even a new production company doing yeah, this. Yeah, doing it. Well, you it's, know, they're hey. doing it again. Yeah. They're fantastic for it. If you're, making, if you're making, what was that, nearly 200 times your investment sure. back? Fuck it. If we only get 100 times our investment back this time. Yeah. 
Hey, if they can spend ten million, if they can spend ten million dollars on this next one, uh, and they make forty million, right? They're fine. Who cares? They're up. Yeah, easy gamble. Wild. But at the same time, do you have something new new to say at this point? A new way to say it? I wish. And that if you well, do, great, interesting. Drag I'm, me I'm, to I'm, hell was new. Yeah, it was, but that was an original script, an original idea yeah. from Raimi. So yeah, and you're right, fantastic, made money. Uh, but I don't know, man. You're gonna. It's a hard sell. A reboot. Dummies of- like dumb stuff. Dummies like predictable stuff. Dummies like to go see the movie they already saw. Yeah, that's why everything's a trilogy I, I, now. I, I get that, but it's just so. I know. Really soon. Yeah, no. Really soon. Well, Spider-Man. Well, Spider-Man, but I get that. Spider-Man, you can have like a, do the origin story again with new effects, bigger, grander things. A horror movie? I, eh, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, it's weird. Whatever. It's fine. If it's scary. Yeah, it probably good, it, I haven't seen a good horror movie in right? forever. Like seriously, Drag Me to Hell is probably the last horror movie besides Insidious that I've seen that I've given mm-hmm. a shit about. Insidious was great. Yeah. Didn't see the second one though. And I haven't seen it yet either. Uh, News you don't give a shit about, My Network TV, a uh, Fox-owned syndication channel that sprung up after UPN and the WB merged to create the CW, the WWB, has picked up the exclusive broadcast rights to re-air The Walking Dead. Uh, The reruns are set to begin this fall, and the network plans to run two episodes per week, edited for broadcast standards. Wow. By broadcast standards, they're aiming for a TV-14 rating, which was technically the rating Walking Dead had when it debuted on AMC, but after folks got a taste for all the gore and destruction, the rating was up to the more hardcore TVMA last year. Uh, Despite the comparable early content ratings that drew on cable, My Network TV will almost certainly have to make some edits to get the show down to acceptable broadcast levels. You mean we won't have instances of shit and bullshit? Uh, uh, I think it's at least up. your worries. Probably. Um, Just more time for them to put commercials in, man. They don't care. Yeah. You're probably right. And there are a lot of grisly shows on the air. Uh, network TVs. Show, 40 you know, minutes Hannibal's pretty damn grisly. Uh, but Walking Dead just at the level. I tell you, the, the most grisly show that I have seen lately is that new project from Disney. Have you seen that? Uh, not, not sure the which Life project of this Bears. is. God damn it. <laughs> Very grisly. Scott, grisly. <laughs> it's really and very polarizing. Totally, man. Yeah. <laughs> and cave. No, I'm black. <laughs> <laughs> but originally, that's the reason it wound up at ABC in the first place. NBC <laughs> and other networks passed on the series because they wanted to make wholesale changes and dilute the gore and brutality that made the comic so compelling. Yeah. So it's a weird kind of circle. Who cares? Right there. Well, that's why I it's don't, in the news you don't give a shit about. That fucking shit. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fuck that show. Whatever. I'm done with that show. Do you guys have? It's been good. Yeah, I like this season. Well, last, I haven't watched this season. Last three so we'll episodes see. were fucking hardcore. All right. Well, I'll see. I'll watch them. Maybe there's a when it comes on a uh, season end party at uh, the end. The end, which I didn't realize was was near my house. I mean, it's over. It's over by that soul food place. Tell me what <laughs> what is the end? It's a apparently a zombie themed bar. Yes, I'm not even familiar with this. It was on uh, the. The bar rescue oh, that you that's I've I haven't seen that one. My but, friend my friend Greg stood many hours in line because a mutual friend of ours uh is a bartender there and you know came out to help support her in the relaunch of the place and you know they were on the show and little uh, little hint about how Hollywood works on these shows folks um they were there were people out front 
that were literally separating the crowd that was going to go in for the the launch, the relaunch of the place under the new the name, the end, and they were separating out people they didn't feel looked cool enough for TV. Yeah, man, that didn't surprise me in the slightest. So, so yeah, there were there were gatekeepers out front. So the people that you see on the show were not the people that actually showed up to be there because they wanted to be there or help support friends that worked there. Those were the people they felt were beautiful enough for television. Did they also hire models to come in? They do. Yep. I was trying to Google map the location, and it's over by the Crown and Anchor over on the west side. Yes, it's on Decatur. It used to be some vampire. Well, is, is it the thing. same place used to be Tommy Rockers? No, no it's it a place that uh, used to be. What do you call it? The the it was the uh, barcode. No, and a bunch. No, <sighs> I I forget the name of it, but it was very it was, it was a very geeky themed bar. Yeah, it had All a right. very vampire gothic theme well, to not, it, but not to. not the one that the Count owns over on Sahara. No, that yeah. vamped vamps doing fine. Um, but this is on Decatur, right around Flamingo. But uh, but yeah, the end. I forgot that's what it was called. I think the rest of the town did too. Weekend Geek! We. How come I'm the one that says that? I don't know. About you, geek everyone used me. to say we, and now I got two people on the goddamn phone. Uh, while everyone distracted with Warner Brothers and Marvel release dates, Fox has announced three of its own. First up is another Wolverine sequel. Hugh Jackman's third solo outing will hit theaters March 3rd, 2017. will be followed by Fantastic Four 2 on July 14th of the same year. And last but not least, an undisclosed title that's described as an untitled Marvel project that will de- debut July 13th, 2018, as could go to another X-Men movie or maybe a Fantastic Underworld Four Underworld was the name of the bar before. That's it. Um, X-Men uh, seems more likely. So that's the slate. Okay. I've got a Facebook friend that keeps posting... Uh, Pictures from various Marvel movies is coming out that I've, I've been trying to avoid watching. So yeah. I now know what the Scarlet Witch looks like, sure. and I now know what Quicksilver looks yeah, like. Those but are... don't you know what the Scarlet Witch looks like? No, she looks very different in the uh, the the pictures I've seen of this. You know what? She just doesn't have any headgear. Otherwise, she looks the same. She's got goth boots, man. She's kind of punky. She's got that jacket, leather she looks, jacket. She looks like the shit I've seen in in like uh, what was that big one where she made everybody go away? Uh, House called? of M. Yep. She looks a lot like House of M version of her. I don't consider costumes spoilers unless the costume reveals some ability that's integral to the plot. Mm-hmm. Like the three-headed Iron Man that's coming out. Um, what? Oh, yeah. damn it. Dun, dun, dun. But yeah, I got Iron th- Man grows another two heads. Spoiler. Uh, Brian Michael Bendis' powers finally has a home. And it will be the PlayStation Network's first hour-long drama, bringing quite really? a bit of genre cachet with yeah. it. The series has been lingering in the shadows at FX for years now. Right. That and, thing has been in the can for yeah, they shot, five years? shot two pilots before the network ultimately passed. When did they shoot these? It was seriously five years ago. Uh, Something like that. It's a long time. Yeah. yeah. Man, I think like it's about a, three it years. It seems like such a no-brainer because you've, you've got a superhero thing where very few people are on costume. No, I'm telling it was like five years ago. It was before that, the superhero thing was what it is now. You, oh, you mean the comic itself? No. As the far shooting as the of the pilots. Well, I know FX has had it for about three Early, years. Early, yeah. So, it's been a while. That's when we first started talking about it. Okay. Uh, apparently, Sony likes liked what they saw in those, so uh, they bought it. It's the best comic book ever made. It's the best comic book ever made. Uh, there Re- you go. Uh, Remy uh, Abushan of Falling Skies and Charlie Houston will serve as executive producers. Uh, based on the comic of the same name, series will follow Detective Christian Walker, who is in charge of tracking and investigating superhero-related crime in the city. 
The 10-episode order is described as part comic noir and part superhero series and said to be of premium cable quality, unquote. Its origin effects at effects, despite the fact that it was axed, is a positive sign in that regard. Mm-hmm. So that is uh, Sony's first salvo in PlayStation-exclusive Good. content. Good for Brian Michael Bendis. I don't like what he's done with the Marvel Universe but on the whole, but I love him. He's good. I like it. He's Although it's it's going to be hard to mess that up. I mean, it's it's got it's got a solid background. It's got a solid writing. It's a it's a, it's a the solid story's there. Story, it's, yeah. Story's there. The dialogue's there. The storyboards are there. Done. It's done. Uh, the rap is reporting that Mike, uh, writer Michael Green, who did uh, Green Lantern, Kings, and Heroes, has signed on to write the Prometheus sequel. How'd this get in the regular set? Original draft uh, by newcomer Jack Palgen, who did Transcendence. Uh, Green is currently working with Ridley Scott on the Blade Runner sequel, and was in, and Scott was impressed enough to let him take a crack at the Prometheus follow-up. Production is set to ramp up this fall and on the way to eventual March 2016 opening date. So Prometheus. Still not sure how I feel about that film. I, I watched it. Seen it. Yeah, I watched either. it, and I just... You know, I guess it's okay as a standalone film without the, you know, the ties to the the alien universe. You know, Wayland Corp is opposed to Wayland Utani and so forth. But uh, just... It's a fun movie with really dumb yeah. things in it. Yeah, there's... People m- make exactly. decisions no one would make. There are really dumb things. Yeah. I mean, like your classic movie dumb stuff... Like the old classic, oh my God, the tower is falling. I have to outrun the tower falling on me. Yeah, there's stuff. Some, there's Instead of going left uh, or right. Yeah, yeah. We just like, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the classic, you know, like you run to the left or the right or the, the counterintuitive thing, run towards and at an angle towards the tower because the where the tower falls, there's more space towards the base of where the tower fell, as a, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But dumb movie stuff. Dumb movie stuff. Like... Oh, they're coming to get you. Okay, well, I should probably run back and grab, you know. Was there plenty of space for him to run on the sides? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's really dumb. Yeah, plenty. It's, it's, uh, yeah, you could put yakety sacks under some of this. Yeah. Wow. Without a doubt. I saw a Cody do that once. A Cody ran across the, the, the freeway. With yakety sacks? No, but, oh. but uh, it, it ran right across the freeway, saw the cars coming at it, and turned and ran away from the cars. We're all screeching our brakes, but you know, mm. the Cody was running directly away from us instead of off to the side. And hey, panic, you know, yeah. maybe. And, but and it's a coyote. Sure. But that it's, if, if that were its only fault, you right. know, I could forgive right. it. Right. But yeah, there's just, bad scientists. I mean, I've, bad, I've, bad even, I've even watched some of these, like, go to analyzing the film and, you know, mm-hmm. like, like, okay, well, there, you had this question about the film? Well, here's your answer. And I'm like, you know, I didn't get that. And as egregious as those errors are, I still like the movie. Yeah, I, he I, did. I'm very entertained by he it. He bought it. I, that's the only yeah. reason I got to see it was because he bought it. Yeah, there, it's, there's dumb things it in, in it, 3D. but it's enjoyable. I'll put it on my long list of things I should watch. Yeah. Them. Yeah, okay. This is what's happening on the Ghostbusters 3 front. Oh, no. Uh, first, of course, the uh, our breaking this, passing of... classified as news that gives me pain? Uh, it could be. Are they going to just wait until they can be sure that they can use Ray Parker Jr. as an actual ghost? <laughs> just, They're going to use him as a puppet. I'm something weird in your neighborhood. Who are you going to call? 
Me Busters. Really? Yep. <laughs> me Busters. Me Busters. Uh, I'm Ray Parker Jr. and I just died. Ivan Reitman no longer <laughs> directing. <laughs> Great. Oh, the hits keep coming. Boy. Uh, but he still plans to produce. Uh, and uh, it's actually starting to ramp up now. I it's, heard Merchant Ivory is putting their money behind this. <laughs> Here we go. Raise <laughs> uh, yourself, everyone. <laughs> The directing duo Phil Lord and Chris Miller. These are the guys behind the Lego movie and 21 Jump Street are in talks to take over the directing Did chair. you not hear the, the Merge and Ivory rumor? I did not hear anything I about told you to brace yourself. They are. They're, I mean, they're, 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 they're thinking of actually nixing the Ghostbusters 3 mm-hmm. and instead making it a sequel, calling it A Room with a Boo. God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Helena, Helena Boonham Carter is supposed to be in it. Strike two. <laughs> Helena Boonham Carter, guys. Helena Boonham Carter. Woo! Merchant Ivory. Guys, Merchant Ivory. Yes. It's because you don't well, understand. You, you don't understand how a no. telegraph sounds. Well, like. they you would don't definitely to, go with. They would definitely go with Quentin Tarantino. So yes, of course. Strike three. Quentin Tarantino. Uh, <laughs> the current draft of the script written by Eaton Cohen is ready to roll. Mm. And if uh, Lord Miller do sign, uh, casting could probably ramp up later this year. So that's where that's at. Yeah, I he don't. was, Reitman was quoted as saying he didn't feel like since Ramus was gone and, you know, he was such an integral part to the, the first sure. two films that he couldn't direct it. And so he pulled himself off, but was quote active in the search for a new director and then yeah that's, that's that just came out what two days ago the that the 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 lego it'll movie be fine. guys the second one's not great but it'll be fine no and they're they're they obviously what they're going to have to do is do the whole pass it along to the next generation right here's your new ghostbusters here's the old guard to send them on their way mm-hmm. and there could be good things in that well i know I jason schwartzman but jason schwartzman is desperate to get in that mix who wouldn't be? Who? Well, but what, I mean, he was—he's actually like kind of been in talks-ish, sort of with it. Well, so. there was going to be a cameo from Ramus, at least according to sure. Reitman, and he said now that that's gone, he's like, we might get one cameo from the original cast. Ackroyd. But Ackroyd's definitely going to do it. in it, no but doubt. He loves it. He I wants didn't realize it. that the other guys were totally out of it. I thought Ackroyd and. Ramus and well, I guess Murray never was going to do it. Yeah, Murray. Well, they, they yeah. said he, I heard Ernie Hudson in one of the articles. He said would probably pop in. I was but but Ackroyd was up to. I mean, yeah, he, it, it was weird that Ackroyd was not man, mentioned in the in the this interview with. I think Ernie with Hudson's Ivan doing Reitman. a lot of voice work right now. Okay. He is, but I mean, the, yeah, the, the, Ernie Hudson was the only one of the 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 three that was mentioned. He says we know that you know that Bill's not going to do it, and you know, obviously we you know. Harold's gone. I don't think enough time can exist for me not to care about what this would do with this movie. Yeah. I, I think they're, they, they, I won't. I, I can't not care about what they do to the, the movie because I like the first no, one so much. I did love the first one. It's it's uh, whatever they do. They, my history. Th- yeah, whatever they do, they cannot take that away. So. Right, it's fine. Yeah, even Star Wars. Right, I mean, we live through the prequels. Nothing yeah. can be worse. Yeah. Even We've the, had our Holocaust, guys. He, yeah, even the prequels hated midichlorians, so they got rid of those real fast. So. <laughs> Did they finally? Well, they uh, never mentioned them again. Yeah. Yeah. It was mentioned in that one... <laughs> There's one scene. If you take out that scene, midichlorians don't exist uh, in Star Wars at all. Psych! I don't know. Don't they? 
I thought there they was probably a do more an that. extended universe. Well, no, EU didn't. He hates that too. I don't know. Fuck um, but I'm sure they once they saw that they had to incorporate that into their story somehow. Ooh. But really, that's it. That's the one scene that talks about little bugs in your in your skin. Which actually reminds me of one of the geeky things I did this week. You ate bugs? No, no. I played the Star Wars role playing game. We did. We did play the Star Wars role playing game on Sunday. That's a fun game. The old one? The new one. The brand oh. new one by Fantasy Flight, I think. Oh, okay. They I played the old TSR. What what really drew me to the system initially is they have their own dice. There is no dice with numbers on it anywhere. Mm. And it's this whole, there's positive na- dice and negative dice. Yes, they're all full of emoticons, little chicken legs. It, and it completely runs the story. But, Fun. But no, no, no emoticons. But. Not emoticons? Nope. No chicken legs? You have what the, kind of Star Wars game is this? You have dice that Hold on. are... are you, well, how can you have a Star Wars game without chicken leg dice? Uh, what do you mean there's no chicken leg dice? What are you saying? Roll again. Yeah, we did kind of have a water. We had to yeah, do it. Yeah. You have the water? No, a, a junk dealer. We'll just put it that way. Okay, let's let's cut to the chase. Huh? Chicken leg. <laughs> the dice moved again. I don't understand. You fucking cheating asshole is what you are, Jedi. I kill you. I rape your eye hole. <laughs> what is great with the dice is they And I can inform, do that because I fly right they, up to your eye hole. They inform the story. They... Uh, not only tell you if you succeed, if it tells you if you succeed with pos- extra positive aspects Let's or negative aspects. Let's roll the aspects. dice. Let's see if my Watto dick creeps out of my fat belly. Blonk. Yes, it did. Guess who's getting an eye hole fucking? It's you, Jedi. <laughs> God damn it. I got a visual on that. <laughs> Fuck you. Here it comes. Splort. Splort. Oh. Uh. When we do that, we Toydarians fly even faster because we're all horny and shit. Oh, boy. Talk about extended universe. <laughs> but we were playing a, a setup, a, a training game, basically. There's a, it comes with pre-gen characters and explains the rules as you play. Ah, I got it's past the, you. It's the, <laughs> it's the first RPG I've ever seen that came with a tutorial adventure that was a linear story to teach you how the mechanics work, hmm. as in like a video game does. How long does it take? Uh, we played it for a couple hours. And How long still does the tutorial take? Uh, we played it for a couple oh, hours. Shit. We're still not done. Oh, boy. Really enjoyed it. And frankly, one of the more enjoyable RPG experiences I've had in a while. Yeah. My, my distraction was by far the best role-playing experience I've had in a long time. That yeah. was fun. Yes. When you shot droids when I asked you to just distract them. That was great. <laughs> it worked. Distracted them. <laughs> was it distract them, not destroy them? That's pretty much how it went. <laughs> but it was it was it was a real. There were some real nice Star Warsy moments in the game where oh, okay. where there were like little bits of humor involved, uh, without becoming the clown Lucas humor, and it felt good. Mm-hmm. It felt good. Expensive game though. You, but then again, all RPGs are these days. So yeah, it's I guess nothing so. new. Uh, American Horror Stories next season will be subtitled Freak Show. Confirming that it will take place in a carnival. Uh, Je- uh, Jessica Lang is coming back for her first, fourth go-round. Uh, Entertainment Weekly has confirmed that Kathy Bates, Sarah Paulson, uh, Evan Peters, Angela Bassett, and Francis Conroy will be back to play uh, performers in the show, while Dennis O'Hare and Emma Roberts are in talks to return as well. 
Uh, they also added that Lang will play a, quote, German expatriate who is managing one of the last freak shows in the U.S. And that the story will be set in Jupiter, Florida in 1950. Huh. So... Uh, that show's got legs. I haven't seen the second or third season, but I really enjoyed the first one. It's got that artsy Lynchianness to it that uh, uh, puts off some people, but I really liked it. The fact that there's few ties to each other season. They're basically a miniseries. Yeah, yeah. Miniseries with the same company. So they have the same, the same actors, but not the same characters. Everybody plays a different character the next season. I've, I've also not watched them, but I have several coworkers and friends that are telling me that they they really enjoyed each season. And then the fact that they are like standalone and they're not really, I mean, they're sort of tied together, but they're not really tied together. Definitely um, yeah. increases the enjoyment. And plus, they have a ending in mind when they start the story. It ends that season. The story begins, has a middle, has an end. Next story, next year. You know, a story yeah. with an end is always a positive thing. Yeah, they don't have to extend it out because they got, you know, picked up for two more seasons than they expected. Or end on a cliffhanger that's never resolved. That's my favorite. Uh, Ugh, so many series. Thanks, Alf. All right. Uh, ha! The in sad news, uh, David Brocky. Uh, lead vocalist of the metal band Guar, who performed with the uh, name Odorous Urungus persona. Odorous He uh, was found dead in his Richmond, Virginia home on Sunday. Uh, cause of death not known at this time, but please do, please do not suspect foul play. He was 50 years old. Very sad. Yeah. Oh, there was the a... Avant-garde theater of that. Right. Yep. Yeah. I uh, saw them here at the Hundredge. Two days ago, that the character actor, I can't think of his name. Shoot. Uh, uh, Cromwell. He, um Oliver Cromwell. No, no uh, he James, was in Independence Day. And, uh, got, that dude was in so many He was in a ton movies. of stuff, yeah. Is that yeah. Like, the it was ridiculous the yeah, amount of movies so. he was in. And Crom, Cromlin, Cromulent? James Cromulent. <laughs> James Cromulent. God damn it. It's perfect. Cromulent. They always go in threes, you know, died today. Who? No. Manticore. What? The don't don't proliferate oh, that. Manticore. He's the third. <laughs> that myth that it all comes in threes. <laughs> um... Well, yeah, if you count them that way. Yeah, exactly. Everything comes in threes. <laughs> Just count it to three. Uh, my orgasms come in threes. Right? Bump, bump, bump. <laughs> three months. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got to see Guar twice in the same week. Wow. James Reborn. Yeah. That's what his name is. Oh, I couldn't think my, of his name. My friend was, uh, my cousin was friends with uh, Balzac the Destroyer or Balzac the Mighty, I can't remember. But anyway, one of one of the guys who was playing in the band, it was fun. I got to meet him after the show. He was out of his gear a little bit, but it was cool. He's the guy with the big metal, uh, looks like a bear trap face. Okay. Yeah. And he had the little, his his he had a ring. It was the bear trap. It was his ring. Right. And he had like some black makeup around his eyes and stuff. That was so the only way you could where tell. did you see them both in the same town? Or did you I go saw them once in Louisville on my own. I'd already planned to go see them in Louisville. I already bought my own tickets. And then my cousin was like, and I was, I, this is when I was traveling up to Cincinnati on the weekends to do stuff at Kings Island. And my cousin was like, Hey, you want to go see Guar? And I'm like, well, I just did, but yeah, let's go do it again. And it was great. Um, I remember at the Louisville show, there was a guy who showed up. And this was the first time I'd seen him. There was a guy who showed up in a full white tuxedo, and oh no! And I was kind of wow. like, and I was kind of like, what? 
you know, and, and oh. a bunch of other people were like, yeah, motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. You know, and so as uh, so any of you who have ever been to a Guar show know they shoot copious amounts of fake blood into the audience. And so he was just ready uh, to get doused. And by the end of the to show, it was I'm it still was, squeegeeing some of that off from the time I saw him. it was pink. It was crazy. It was pink from head to That's toe. That's really cool. idea. Yeah, actually. it was funny. Nice. Diehard fan. But uh, it was a good show. They put on a really silly, stupid show, but it's not. But it was not without its uh, satirical biting edge. Oh yeah, so, but it wasn't a band you you wanted to own the albums of. It was a band you went to see. It certainly translated better on stage. That I never, I don't have any Guar albums, but it's it was a it's a it's a hell of a performance. Yeah, they put on a show. They did a really fun cover of "Carry On My Wayward Son" by Kansas. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you can find that online. It's really good. <laughs> it's easy. When was, like, just get off your laser your ass and get a job. Territory. When, when was the last time you guys were walking around Fremont Street on a Friday night? I've been down there about two months ago. Oh my god! It's off the chain. Wow. When I was going to get a fried Oreo, I was standing behind Mini Mister T. Shit's out of control down there. Mini Mister T is a small. There were three topless nuns. Yeah, they're out there, man. It's well, crazy. Tons of superheroes. Nipples, I end up, end up down there on a weekday. I need to go. Tons on of superheroes. Tons of. Yeah. The creepiest ones near that was around midnight. I was walking out of there, and there was uh, the Big Bird guy had partially taken off his costume. Yeah. So it looked like he'd killed Big Bird and half skinned him and was wearing his skin. Yep. And he was carrying his head over his <laughs> uh-huh. shoulder. It gets creepy, man. It gets creepy. And there, there are crazy fucking people down there. My, yeah. my question Those is. Those people aren't the crazy ones. The dressed up ones yeah, aren't the really crazy ones. They're just there ones. doing a job. They're getting basically. paid. Yeah. My question is why were you eating the deep fried Oreo and not the deep fried Twinkie? Deep fried so much better the Twinkie. I don't know. Well, I had to make a choice, and Oreo was where I went. Now, who's selling the fried stuff? Um, mermaids. It's inside. Okay. Uh, mermaids. Is, is it mermaids? Called? Mermaids. Yeah. Mickey Finn's. No, Maybe no, no. Mermaids Casino. It's all the way in the back. They're ninety nine cents for like three no. or four yeah, this Oreos. Wasn't the very back, but or ninety nine cents for. Maybe a, was it's it. on. Uh, second or third. It's, it's near way, one it's, of the it's stages. Near, it's near the front. It's yeah. near one of the performance stages. Yeah. Okay. Mermaids got it. You can't yeah, miss it. I mean, they got tons uh, of signs. And there's always a fucking line. I missed it. A couple of huge, chesty, topless women. Uh, various Muppets. Uh, <laughs> That's a great sentence right lots there. Lots of Elmo's. Oh, there was a, there was a uh, row of Johnny Tepp characters. There was uh, four guys standing there, and it was the Mad Hatter and Edward Scissorhands. Yep. And Captain Jack and something else. And I really wanted to believe that it happened by accident. They were like walking around one day and <laughs> no, saw their depth and started no. gathering together. They've, they've done this. I've seen them on the strip occasionally because I'm working out there. And this is it's been a year since I've seen them. I think they live down at no, Fremont now. I realize they're getting together now on purpose. But I want to believe that right. they met by accident. Right. I, want, I want there to be a... Maybe they did. There was a, a meet cute for all those guys. Well, I saw them a couple days in a row. And, you know, I'm in costume too doing my job. Not as elaborate as theirs. But I was... You know, anytime I see anyone walking by who's gone to the trouble of getting themselves geared up, I'm always very complimentary. Like, looking sharp, Elvis. Way to go there, Captain Jack or whatever, you know. And these three guys came through. And I came through a couple of times. And finally, I... I, I Started talking with them. I was like, you know, you guys should call yourselves the deputies. <laughs> nice. And they all laughed and walked away, shaking their heads. As we all tend to do. <laughs> they were all dep characters. <laughs> or the deputants. Deputies they got a better. taste of what it's like to be on this show. Right. <laughs> Here's a little flavor for your ear. Uh, the show has such depths. Aha. Uh-huh. 
Andy Circus. Andy Circus has been tapped to direct Warner Brothers' live-action take on Rudyard Kipling's classic *The Jungle Book*. Yawn. Circus uh, huh? is now replacing Alejandro Gonzalez, uh, who did *Babel*, after uh, latter left the project over scheduling conflicts. This means that Warner Brothers' uh, *Jungle Book* flick will be up against Disney's *Jungle Book* live-action project. Directed by Iron Man's John Favreau. Why does everybody make the same movie all the time? Starring Idris Elba as the voice of Shere Khan. Oh, what the? F- why would you even come up against that? Who's in yours, Idris Elba? Okay, shutter this production. <laughs> <laughs> Done. What We're the out. Fuck. Deep Impact, Hard Meteor, Rock from Space. Uh, actually, uh, listen to the Crash podcast. Uh, they actually have a whole episode dedicated to this. How is this... it? Because shit gets pitched around town, and everybody just, or is it just no, zeitgeist? It, it's, it's just zeitgeist. It's Get what no, out it's of here. what happens. Like the uh, meteoroid uh, stuff happening, right. the volcano stuff. It that's just happening happens. At the same time. A I lot of that can't is, just it, be coincidence. It just gets in. It's out there in the subconscious. It was around that time that this scientific thing got out there in the news that an asteroid could hit Earth. It was the cover of Newsweek magazine. Writers started going on it. Because it takes about seven years to develop a project from getting to end. Yeah. So this they tend to happen independently of each other. Look for a whole bunch of movies in about six years about cannibal rats on a ship. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Indeed. Uh, uh, one of the craziest. What happened? To, did they blow that up yet? I don't know if they found it yet. Uh, the the craziest example of this is Dennis the Menace. Dennis the Menace was released in the United States in the fifties on the exact same day that another Dennis the Menace was released in Paris, France, as a comic book. Same exact day, independently of each other, without knowledge of either one. Both called Dennis the Menace. Dennis the Menace. The one in Paris was based on a song called Dennis the Menace in Venice, and had this just this. this Thing going on, but they were both about uh, a young boy young, scoundrel, young delinquent, and it was because at the time, post ba- uh, post uh, World War II, uh, the baby boomers coming up, and then they had these delinquent kids that were, you know, in the yeah. the news. They and, didn't have anything to worry about as far as a war, and so they happened independently of each other, released on the exact same day. Weird. It's, okay, it's, it's just a weird zeitgeist thing that happens. Synchronicity. Yep. And, right. well, uh, thank and Jungle Book were... is a is a Rudyard Kipling book, and it's I believe in public domain. Oh, so yeah, we're looking for a bunch of Ricky Tikki Tavies. So it's coming, it's coming. Uh, this I didn't know though. Uh, that Circus uh, directed the scene in Peter Jackson's The Hobbit: Desolation of Smog uh, with the barrels, the barrels on the river scene. Oh, which okay. was the most spectacularly directed scene of the movie. Absolutely action-packed, a lot of fun. So I'm curious to what it could do with a full one. I still uh, haven't seen that movie. I fell asleep it? during the, the first Hobbit. Uh, fell first asleep. one's a little, little slow, especially that first half Oof. of it. Second one's amazing. All right, great. Andy Circus is actually here in town this week uh, for CinemaCon. Okay. Which is the theater owner's convention. It's all the studios are trying to sell their wares to the the various theaters for the upcoming year. If you're underwear, unaware of what Jungle Book really is, uh, Rudyard Kipling's book's a short story centered around uh, Mowgli, the uh, orphaned boy raised by wolves. I thought you were going to say Jungle Boogie there for a second. I was. <laughs> uh, who becomes pals with Baloo the Bear, the Black Panther, Bagheera, before coming across the fiercely evil man-eating tiger, Shere Khan. Uh, for this flick, Warner Brothers will be sticking close to the source material, making this version of the Jungle Book darker than the beloved 1967 animated classic. 
Warner apparently wants to explore the life and death issues and hopes to be true to the portrayal of animal behavior. So I guess that's where the difference is. They're doing the Jungle Book, and Disney is just doing a live-action version of their cartoon. So of course, Warner Brothers won't take laugh. bets on who's going to do better. The Warner Brother won't laugh. Mothers hunting in the forest. Did they uh, ooh, talk ooh, about who they ooh, cast as the Blue? Mm-hmm. Or they're going to actually use now, do you know? a real animal? Uh, uh, with circus involved, I'll bet it's going to be a lot of animal capture and recreation. I mean, let's face it, his his monkey from... So it'll be a CGI. So it'll probably be a CGI thing. That's going to be a grisly project. He's goddamn... <laughs> I nope. don't think it's a grizzly. What bear. are they called in the jungle? I don't know what bear lives I am in India. A I keep jungle wondering about that. That was, that was barely a joke. What the hell are we called? The kind They're of bear, bear that lives in the jungle. We're not grizzly bears. We're sure as hell not polar bears. What kind of bear lives in the jungle? I could be a sloth, <laughs> but I'm not a sloth. All right. I could be uh something. Could be. Some but bear. I don't know. Sorry, what kind of motherfucking bear mm. lives in the goddamn jungle That's there? A good question. I don't know He's what you call bear me. He's murdering bear necessities right what here. What is the bear name? Can you give me a name? He's murdering the bear. Blue. I am a blue bear. Hey, and there's like there's they had Smokey and the... a Bandit down there at Fremont Street. I got him off it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A leaked image of Assassin's Creed Unity have reportedly obtained by Kotaku, uh, who claims the title will be set in 18th century Paris, France. Screen shows Unity's new assassin near Parisian landmarks, including Notre Dame and the Seine River. Uh, Reports also claim that a number of sources are saying the Unity is one of two Assassin's Creed games Ubisoft is planning for release in fall of 2014. Uh, Unity will apparently release an Xbox One and PS4, while the second title, possibly referred to as Comet, uh, will release on PS3 and Xbox 360. So, so we assume one set year. during the French Revolution or right before it. I have no idea on setting as far as when, just where. Right, but the, the time period say in could be could be all lame is. Who knows? I, uh, that, that would make sense. <laughs> What's up, giggles? That's nothing. You're telling jokes to yourself. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling jokes to myself. It's pretty good stuff. I'm trying to turn Master of the House into an Assassin's Creed song. <laughs> I don't know enough about Assassin's Creed exactly. So, fuck it. Uh, according to Polygon and GameSpot, <laughs> Electronic Arts has secured sequel rights to Respawn Entertainment's uh, multiplayer shooter Titanfall. Polygon also believes that Titanfall's sequel will not be a Microsoft exclusive, unlike the first game. In October, Respawn founder Vince Zampella suggested in a Twitter post that Titanfall's exclusivity was only limited to the first game. So, EA now owns Titanfall, and it'll probably be multi-console wide. Hooray! I don't care. Does Matt know you're going to show up to his third, your third podcast, Comatose? <laughs> I've got half an energy drink left to still go. I'm not done yet. I've done a podcast, taught a class. Now I'm in podcast two mode. I'll be up. I'll get it there. I'm trying. <laughs> You're trying. There's not a whole lot in the news right now. No, it's it's a slow news it's week. It's a fucking slow news week. Yeah. I don't have Commander K over here to get me going either. He's usually my barometer. Yeah. If I get a smirk off of him, I follow that rabbit hole, but I ain't got nobody to tell me <laughs> yeah. shit's fucking funny or interesting. So. Uh, that's because it hasn't He's trying not to smirk at you. I know. <laughs> I know. That's what. That's how I know it's good. Because like, <laughs> it gets past the wall. Here we go. Yeah, this is the this is the nougat. Follow that line of nougat. Rich nougat. 
Commander K, the nougat. <laughs> Rich nougat. South Korea's Chang Ung. I don't believe it. Chang Chung Ang Chung Ang. Yeah, everybody Chang Ung Ang Chanite. University has enacted a new policy to accept pro gamers into their Department of Sports Science. Why not? Just like any other athlete, which could help them get into highly the highly selective school. Uh, the Department of Sports Science is usually home to more traditional athletes. Uh, game, gamers with esports level talents will have their applications considered for admission as athletes who play non-team sports. This is why poker, video game, it's wherever the money is, man. Of course they'll make it a sport. How much do you get paid? How much revenue can you bring into the school? That's a sport. Yeah. Fine, man. Magic the Gathering will be a sport soon. And that's where it's at, man. Yeah, it's just money. It's just gambling and money. Fine, dummies. <laughs> Believe your sports have any integrity? Fuck your sports. You're just angry about the whole Black Lotus thing. Huh? You're just angry about the whole Black Lotus thing. <laughs> I'm just angry. <laughs> a Florida judge may have set a precedent when she threw out a case filed by an adult film company, Malibu Media, this week. Uh, Malibu filed a bulk lawsuit against an IP address and was seeking to have the courts subpoena the cable operator Comcast to turn over records on the individual connected to it. But before the user at the IP in question or the service provider spent a dime on legal fees, the judge hearing the case tossed it out. U.S. District Judge Ursula Ungaro tossed the lawsuit Malibu filed against the user, who allegedly downloaded one of its movies illegally, noting that there was no proof Malibu was even in the right venue since, quote, there is nothing that links the IP address location to the identity of the person actually downloading and viewing plaintiff's videos and establishing whether that person lives in the district, unquote. Malibu tried to argue that the investigator it hired used geolocation technology that has, quote, always been 100% accurate when traced in the southern district of Florida, unquote. They went on to say that the IP was unlikely to have come from a public internet point because it occurred at 5 a.m., by directing its lawsuits at IP addresses from Comcast Cable, plaintiff knows that almost always the IP address will trace to a residential address, argued Malibu lawyer Keith Lipscomb. Ungaro rejected Malibu's argument and dismissed and closed the case. Ungaro also insisted that Malibu justify two other lawsuits against users identified only by IP addresses. The ruling falls in line with one made by a New York judge who made a similar ruling in a case called K. Beach versus John Does in 2012. The judge in that case ruled that the case must be refiled against specific users, but unlike this one, did not throw the case out on venue grounds as Ungaro has done here. If other judges adopt the same policy, Malibu and other companies that seek to sue individuals using IP addresses could find themselves out of luck. What were they suing them for? Downloading illegal porn. Downloading Malib porn illegally or downloading Ma Malibu porn? is a porn company. They use some tracker to find somebody that downloaded illegal porn, but only was do it by IP address. So they sued, tried to sue them based on the IP address. And they didn't even sue them. They su they're suing Comcast to release the records so they can go after them. Gotcha. So downloading so, porn illegally, not downloading illegal porn. Yes. Okay, gotcha. That's it. They weren't downloading they're not, kitty porn. Or, exactly. They're, or goat snuff porn or that's exactly oh goat snuff porn have you guys tried that shit not yet but it's getting to the point that i'm gonna need it instantly on versus climax. clown porn no disgusting especially like so many companies use like uh you your ip address is leased for like a few hours and then it changes and that's, that's part true. of it's part of a security system and also a lot of people don't know this a lot of places that offer free wi-fi 
the free Wi-Fi still continues after the place is closed. For instance, I was uh, at a restaurant near a Starbucks well after the Starbucks was closed, but uh, I get a sign-in notification on my phone, and I look up, and the Starbucks uh, free Wi-Fi is still transmitting. And so, out of curiosity, I tapped on there. And Downloaded was, some porn. No, I, oh. but I was able to get onto the free Wi-Fi, and, and so I was you know, browsing on my phone using Starbucks free Wi-Fi, and Starbucks had been closed for several hours. So there are other instances where that, you know, where their argument that uh, that businesses could be exempt from their snooping because it was 5 a.m. in the morning is not accurate because if you live close enough to a business that has free Wi-Fi, a lot of people can log into that free Wi-Fi and use that. So. Yeah. And the reason for not turning it off is because you're afraid that you have to, something goes wrong when you turn it back yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of times they just leave it on. I have a bit of shocking news fresh off the internet. I already told you about Manticore. Uh, well, this is right along those lines. Uh, apparently, the zoo that killed and dissected that giraffe. You remember killed that? Dissected I or don't. killed and fed it to the animal? Yeah, fed it to the other. Well, they yeah. dissected it first. Right. Then they fed it to the other lions. I didn't, I didn't hear about that. Apparently, this. they just put down a lion family. Where's the zoo? This uh, is in Netherlands. Uh, the Netherlands. Yeah, okay. So, uh, despite considerable protest, a Danish zoo has killed a two-year-old uh, surplus, quote-unquote, giraffe named Marius, whose only crime was, uh, you know, being, they didn't want to do, uh, they didn't want to have inbreeding happen. But they, okay. Anyway. All right, so here's, here we go. The Danish zoo that caused a worldwide outcry by killing and publicly dissecting Marius to the giraffe announced it has Love euthanized this. four lions. <laughs> what? Two adults and their two cubs. The Copenhagen Zoo says the lion family was put down Monday to make way for a new male who posed a danger to the cubs. Well, because of the pride of lions' natural structure and behavior, the zoo has had to euthanize the two old lions and two young lions who were not old enough to fend for themselves, the zoo said in a statement. Really the zoo claimed the new male dark. would have killed the 10-month-old cubs as soon as he got the chance, quote-unquote. The new lion will arrive within the next few days. He's not even there yet. The zoo says it made a failed attempt to find new homes for the lion family before bringing him in to start a new pride as part of its lion breeding program. Copenhagen Zoo is infamous for killing Marius, the young giraffe, with a bolt gun and then dissecting his body and feeding him to lions while visitors watched. Marius wasn't allowed to reach adulthood because European zoo zoo rules on giraffe inbreeding. Uh, Marius hasn't made us the least bit afraid because what we are doing is the most correct thing to do zoo chief stefan strade said the lion family's bodies won't be cut up in public because not all our animals are dissected in front of an audience a zoo, <laughs> a zoo <laughs> not, spokesperson not said them? yeah just, right just the special ones dude just i the don't ones fucking know marius nightmare life we so live so they in. killed it so that it wouldn't get killed right how dumb is that <laughs> i'm gonna put you down so nobody gets you my my brother is a zookeeper and he will Chime in on this tomorrow. It'll be available for Facebook. I'll let you know what he says. Please but do. He, but with the giraffe, um, he actually posted some really interesting things, and he, ex- you know, he explained why I've forgotten why. But I mean, it it was not insane. I mean, what it made it kind of sense. It, well, they were trying to stop inbreeding, right? But they also the all the news reports made it sound like you know these horrified zookeepers were completely surprised by this giraffe. Being, no, these people paid to go see this on purpose. Right. No, no, it no. was it was it was done in a scientific way. Yeah. You okay. know what I mean? Like okay. like they're like 
Come and see the dissection of an animal that you will never see but dissected. Nobody again. was horrified. Right. They all right. went specifically to see that. No, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. And we in America New just stories go, leaving you some killed stuff a out. giraffe. Yeah. How could you kill a giraffe? Yeah, because the way it said that it was sounding, and it's I'm not sure where you're it reading it from. It still sounds rough because that case in particular, there were other zoos that were willing to take it, but it would have been a lot of time, effort, and cost, mm-hmm. and they just went ahead and killed yeah, it. I've, mm-hmm. I've had to develop a you know a wait and see stuff on all this stuff because my brother, his job, he he has a twofold job. He's part time works at the uh, with the vet techs helping out the sick animals and helping. He doesn't actually do any of the vet stuff, but he like calms the animals and holds them and stuff. Mm-hmm. Other, and and the other part of his job is pest control. So he's like killing the animals that will cause trouble for the right. zoo animals. So my brother decides what lives and dies in the zoo. So I've I've I've, I've taken his wait and see well, out you know before what? I form a new opinion I cannot wait on to hear. I cannot wait to hear that informed opinion because I yes. am interested in it. Because that's too. it. We are ro- we are in a room full of uninformed fools. In right. No. Our, sure. our, our knowledge comes from raising pets, and before, which is what you know. In this, the world of raising pets, that sounds really horrible. What just happened? And before yeah. my yeah, that zoo is not a pet land. Before my brother was a zookeeper, I would have been completely with you, jumping on. Oh my god! And now I just like, there's more of this. I got to see what this more. Yeah. Let's series. see the rest of the yeah. story first. Yeah. And now Kinda we like know the, whole, the rest of the story. The airline, the, but, the airplane that went down, and they finally found it. And but no sign of foul play. What you're saying with the pest control taking out the animal is going to be a problem. Sounds a little weird when you read this story of like this animal that's going to be a problem is coming in. So let's take out the animals that it would fuck up. This is weird. Uh, do you think their consideration might be that at they do it at least it won't happen in front of children like I'm some, some, hor- some horrible I think yeah i think there's sure yeah because people are like oh my god what yeah, happened that thing is eating babies yeah, yeah. it's probably baby. a matter of it being a humane death too as opposed right. to being torn apart yeah. slowly by and, and played with you've seen a cat with a animal it's killing yeah so, oh yeah mm. there's that that's that figures in. <laughs> yeah there's something to be said for that uh, Philadelphia-based Dock Street Brewing Philadelphia's Company. Philadelphia's-based Duck? Duck. Philly Duck? Duck? Is this a story about the Philly Duck? Yes. What is, Philly the, duck? Yeah. what is the Philly Duck? Huh? What's the Philly I Duck? You don't Philly. fucking don't know? <laughs> no fucking Philly Duck. Huh? Huh? This is my thing. I go into the fucking bar. I'm like, give me a fucking beer. And they're like, fuck you. I'm like, fuck you. And they finally give me the beer. And they're like, all right, that's $3. And I'm like, fuck you. Put it on my bill. I'm the Philly Duck. <laughs> Boom, 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 boom. I honestly didn't boom, see boom, that one boom, coming. Boom, boom, I should have seen it. I didn't boom, see it coming. Boom, 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 boom. I'm that, the Philly fucking duck. Is that the catchphrase? Yep. <laughs> I'm the Philly fucking duck. Boom, 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 boom. Boom, 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 boom. Quack that ass. Hey. Quack that like ass. Like a looter in a riot? <laughs> what the hell's ass. going on with this duck? Dude, you don't want to fucking know. Don't fuck with me. The Philly duck. Go ahead. Tell my story. Yeah, Tell my go. goddamn story. Dock Street Brewing Company. What? I'm the Philly Duck. Has announced the craft brew Dock Street Walker, which is being billed as the hey, unofficial Hey, hey watch <laughs> out there. As the unofficial beer of the zombie apocalypse. Yay. The secret ingredient, roasted brains. What? Not human brains. The brewmaster has roasted goat brains to include in the concoction. Ah. To give it that special zest. Here's the beer's description. It's a 7.2 ABV. It's a pale uh, stout brewed with substantial amounts of malted wheat, oats, and flaked barley for a smooth, creamy mouthfeel. Uh, Fuggle hops produce zelicate, earthly notes 
and cranberries create a sinister, bloody hue and a slight tartness. Uh, the pre-sparge brain edition provides the beer with an intriguing, subtle smoke note. In a true Walker fashion, don't be surprised if its head doesn't hang around forever. Uh, uh, the beer will debut at March 30th, screening of the Walking Dead season finale at the Brewery's Pub in West Philly. I tried some of this beer. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, this is all right. But I was like, whoa, whoa hold on. I must have some kind of allergic reaction to this shit. So I went down to fucking hospital. I tried to get the hookup. I'm like, hey, hey, I'm the Philly duck over here. Huh? Give me a fucking room. What's going on here? None of them would fucking help me. You know why? Why? Because all the Philly duck doctors are quacks. Yep. Do you have more beer news in there? Because I came across an interesting beer story this week. Is it the Klingon beer? Yep. I don't know much about the Klingon beer. Well, it's brew- it was brewed in Ele- and it's being brewed in Evansville, Indiana. I thought you the uh, Warnog Ale on a personal yeah, level because that's Warnog where I went Ale. to college. But yes, uh, Klingon Warnog Ale. Yeah, it's going to be debuted, uh, I believe, tomorrow at the uh, nightclub and bar convention here in town. Oh, okay. Yeah, good on I was surprised you didn't get into the Waddling Dead. I really was Although the, the Hollywood hey, Reporter. Hey, watch it there. It's how I fucking move. The Hollywood One Reporter article. One foot in front of the other. It's how I walk. I'm a fucking duck over here. The Hollywood Reporter article claimed it's the first officially licensed beer, which is false because yeah, the Romulan Ale. Years. The Romulan Ale at Star Trek The Experience was officially licensed as well as we had other beers that popped in and out, but the Romulan Ale was the one that stuck as far as like retail sales. Um, at the bar, we served Warnog Ale for... The entire run of the series or the the uh, experience. And once upon a time, teachers could use corporal punishment or a dunce camp. <laughs> a corporal punishment—that's a great character from the early Krusty the Clown show. Yeah. <laughs> but in the twenty-first century, <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Teachers have to be more creative. Uh, Belgian teacher, uh, I uh, asked his overly. What's he been ch- eating? Belgian. Huh? The Belgian teacher. Oh, Un- unnamed. Belgian. Belgian. I, I said Belgian. Teacher in Belgium. Belgian teacher. Un- unnamed, All right, guys, get out your textbooks. Get out your textbooks. We're gonna turn the turn the page. Turn the page twelve. I want you to Tom. I want you to read from. Uh, okay, I cannot do a good fake Belgian. I'm amazed that you can. It seems like it should be part of your. Uh, it was more of a. Oh, weird a dry heave. motorcycle. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, it was more keeps, of a dry heave. He keeps belching, so he's got to. I never needed a reason to, but I can see plenty of reasons you would have learned that. <laughs> it's more like a strange throat clear. <laughs> All right, everybody, turn your book. You got a frog in your throat. Turn your page. Get out your math text. Turn. Turn to page four. The teacher (laughs) asked his overly chatty class if they watch Game of Thrones. Belgium does have HBO. Belgium also has access to HBO on demand. Do you watch Game of Thrones? A full three quarters of them raised their hands. Yeah, we do. He then said, quote, well, I've read all the books, and if there's too much noise, I will write the names of the dead on the board. Whoa! Ding-a-ring-ding! They are enough to fill the whole year. I can even describe how they die, unquote. But then a few students just put his threat to the test, so he made good on... He made he made good, but writing out the names no of, spoilers the names of every character killed at the end of the third series on his board for wow. those who had not seen it. One student said there was religious silence for the last hour of the uh, lesson. Hilarious! <laughs> That's pretty great. That's a good ploy, man. That's keep mm-hmm. them in line. 
I will. Like giving them what they don't want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm impressed. <laughs> Paul's an expert at that. <laughs> <laughs> what are you an expert at? Write to us. Comments at UglyCouchShow.com. Oh, goodness sakes. Yeah, it was a slow week. week. I, had to, I, had to, I had to fish. Yeah. Huh, what are you going to do? Yeah. The moon must be in a weird thing. Is that the explanation? <laughs> yeah, the moon's weird thing? The, weird, the moon's doing weird <laughs> shit, right? No. Fuck, I don't know. Until next week, I'm Master Torgo. I'm a fucking Philly duck over here. 80s Jeff. Fact check Andy. And you have the worst penis. See you next weekend, geek. The worst penis? Yeah. Duck penis? Yeah. They do have a creepy it's penis. It's a horrible corkscrew. Yeah. Rapey hey, thing. Hey, you don't want to get pigs? You don't want to get rid yes. of it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, duck penis is no fucking joke. It's no joke. And that shit will break off to create a more horrible penis. What? Yes! If it shatters, it can regenerate. It comes back like a fucking caterpillar. All things I didn't want to know about duck anatomy. <laughs> Spiked. Got no, that's thorns Klingon. on it. That's Klingon. You get the spikes. spikes. I'm actually glad I don't have internet, so I won't feel... <laughs> I won't feel compelled to look this up tonight. <laughs> oh yeah, you it's know it's uh, kind of lime green. Yeah, I got a I got a couple of cousins coming into town this week. Uh oh. I got my cousin Wade and I got my cousin Water. And I got Water <laughs> Water. Look, I'm look I'm I'm trying to get duck jokes. You don't know enough about ducks to do these. I know, but it's not that <laughs> Okay, hold Paul, on. Paul, what? get down. Huh? Get down. Oh, yo, I got a duck. Zing, zing. You know what? Uh, I got the reference. <laughs> what I got, uh, I got, uh, you know, my, my uh, what is it? Uh, what my, is it? My, my, my presidential cousin, Mal. Yeah, he could have gone with Wade. He could have gone with Mal. I did he Wade. Uh, you did Wade. He could have gone with Mal. Mallard. Uh, Mallard. He, uh, he, sat, he threw him a, a disco softball. What else the ducks? What else we got? Ducks. Ah, duck soup. My my cousin Don. Duck soup. Donald Duck. Duck soup. I don't fucking know. <laughs> no, you don't. That's my point. I gotta figure something out. I gotta have some better <laughs> duck jokes. Why a duck? What do you mean why a duck? Why a duck? Because I don't have good enough it was a fucking and I am duck. sorry, universe. It's a Philly fucking duck. <laughs> I'm the Philly duck, you bitches. Put it on my bill. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, brilliance!